Praise the Lord and welcome to this beautiful, sunny 15th day of April 2019 here in our Romans teaching. This is part 17 of chapter 6 in the wonderful letter to the Roman, the church in Rome, and to you and me. For all who have ears to hear, God gave Paul the apostle this great letter to give to us. Not just the church in Rome, but it is the word of God and it is to you and me. And I'm thankful for that today. I'm thankful that I didn't live in some dark ages, but I've lived in this time right now when there can be multiple Bibles in every home, in, at least in this country. And I'm thankful to live in this country where the word of God is available on every corner. Uh, although most of what's being preached is not in its proper context and that which is still uh, false in, in a lot of its ways. But thank God we have Bibles and we can study the Word of God and, uh, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for you uh, watching, following us along the way in this teaching every Monday and Thursday morning right here live on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page. And every Friday morning at 9 a.m. Central Time, we're studying the, the topic of righteousness. And I encourage you to follow us along live if you can. If not, then later go and watch everything we do here at Crossway Church at the YouTube channel, which is Curtis Hutchinson 316. So I'm ready to dig in. I set three of the CD uh, uh, series up here that we've done, Taking Up Your Cross, The Cross Life, and, and the, uh, the Righteousness series. Altogether, there's a total of 31 preaching sermons inside of these. And, I, and so, I, you know, you can get any one of these for $25 or you can get uh, three of these for $60. So I encourage you, uh, if, you, if you're the type of person that likes to listen in the stereo or in the vehicle going down the road, this is for you. And, uh, and uh, you will be blessed. You will... Listen, if you've got a heart to learn the Word of God, you will learn the Word of God as it is truth in its righteous context, and you'll be blessed. You can donate online at thecrosswaychurch.com to help us do all that we do here. And, uh, you know, we, we mail every single week six expositor study Bibles to inmates across the land. They write us. They request the Bibles. We are this far behind uh, and, and, and probably this many letters will come in this week. Uh, we are doing that. We've done that for almost four years. We've literally mailed hundreds of Bibles to inmates across the land. Many states, want, they move one inmate to another prison. <coughs> Some more inmates see that Bible. They write us. They want it. And so I encourage you, it takes about $33 a little more to get one of those Bibles into the hands of an inmate. I encourage you to pray about that. Help us do that. Donate online again. It's thecrosswaychurch.com. Praise God. Well, again, this is part 17 of chapter 6 in Romans. Uh, uh, if not, uh, one of the, probably the most important book in the entire Bible because it not only uh, is a letter to the church in Rome, it's not only just a letter to us, but it reveals actually what happened at the cross. It actually reveals uh, how that Christ not only died for us, but that we were crucified with him, that he represented us in such a way as the last Adam 
taking away our sins if we place our faith in the last Adam, in Christ, meaning in his death, uh, that that representation of us so well that God not only saw His Son dying for you if your faith is in Christ and what He did for you there, but He also, because of your faith in Him, saw you being crucified with Him. Paul declared that in Galatians 2 and 20. I'm crucified with Christ. And notice Paul didn't say I was, although he was. He says I am. It's a life we live, the crucified life. That's right. We live this life humbly, obediently before God because our faith is in the one and what the one, Jesus Christ, did the once and for all time, died for all. That's where our faith is located. Not that just got us in, but that's where the power flows from every day for us to live. It's so sad. I see so many of my old friends and, 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 and people I grew up with and uh, on Facebook and they post all these things and bless their hearts, they're still just out there living in the sin and blaming the devil and blaming all these other things and, of life. And listen, if they only knew that from the heart, not the words, not the head, but from the heart, give their heart. That means that's not the thing pumping blood in your body. Give who you are. Believe in your heart unto righteousness, which means unto Christ and His righteous work. If they only knew that true faith gives true grace, and true grace is God functioning in your life to bring about the changes He desires you have the deliverance you need. First of all, from blaming everybody else, including the devil. The devil was defeated at Calvary. Hallelujah. And if we learn to keep our faith in what Jesus did, instead of things we're taught we got to confess and things we're taught we have to do to try to better. No, Jesus did the only work God is pleased in. That's the only avenue through which grace, the measure of faith, and righteousness comes at any point in our relationship with God, at any year, 40 years after we've been born again, it is still the only object of faith God has ever given man is His Son, Jesus Christ, and the work He would do at Calvary. So never forget that. And if you're just going around the mountain, listen, I know what it's like to keep going around the mountain, to keep blaming everybody, to keep blaming myself, to keep blaming, listen, if I'm not living the way I should be living, it's because my thinking is wrong. And my thinking is wrong because my believing is wrong. Think about that. So when I get my believing right, God has promised to establish my thinking. And as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Then there will be fruit there. Not you telling people you've got fruit. The fruit will be there. Some of us had such messed up lives that it took people a few years to watch us and to see, is this really legitimate what he's got? Let me tell you something. Church can't fix you. People can't fix you. God's the only one that can fix you, and his operating table is the cross. And until you go back there and stay there, and I don't mean move to Jerusalem like some folks have done falsely. I mean simply by faith in what Jesus accomplished for you at Calvary. 
That's the only faith that resists the devil. That's the only faith that allows God to continue to work in your life because God doesn't give grace based on what you do. God gives grace to you based on your faith in what he did in Christ at Calvary. Glory to God. I'm glad the rest of my life doesn't have to be thrown away. I don't have to keep blaming the devil and blaming everybody else. Hallelujah. I, listen, the devil is an issue. My flesh is a bigger issue. And the world is an issue. All that stuff is an issue. But Jesus nailed everything that would ever be contrary to me to his cross. Colossians 2, 14 and 15. So the, the listen... The blame game is over. If things aren't right, it's not God's fault. I can't blame the devil. He's already defeated. Sin is already defeated. The sin nature's already been crucified. So it's just my stinking flesh. I got to quit blaming everybody. But even my stinking flesh was crucified. That with its lust and affections, Galatians chapter 5, verse 24, was crucified. The answer is the cross. Let's don't forget that as we dig in to this uh, sixth chapter today of Romans in part 17. And we'll start with verse 13. Get your pencil and paper, get ready. Get your Bibles, get ready. God's going to minister to you today. I have no doubt about it. God's going to minister the word of the Lord to you today. And if you will allow yourself to believe. Faith can come. And when faith comes, faith overcomes. Hallelujah. Praise God. Verse 13, chapter 6, Romans. Neither yield ye your members. That means don't present your members as instruments, which means weapons of unrighteousness unto sin. That word means the sin nature. Let's stop right there. Cover it. We're going to cover it every session until we get out of Romans 6, and then we probably will still cover it. Sixteen times in the sixth chapter of Romans is the word sin used. One time in the sixth chapter is the word sin used in its verb form. And that's verse 15. We'll see pretty soon. In its verb form, which means the actual committing of an act of sin. The other 15 of the 16 times, the word sin is a noun. It's used as a noun referring to the old man, the sin nature, who you were before you were born again. That when you were born again, you became dead to the sin nature. Don't let a preacher tell you that you no longer have a sin nature. You just became dead to it. The relationship to it changed. You were unplugged from it. It no longer rules you. It no longer dominates you. And we'll see that here in a moment. But the, and listen, see, committing a sin is not what plugs you back in and brings you back into relationship, the horrible relationship under the, the, the dominion of the sin nature. No, not committing a sin. You need to understand that. It's when you place your faith in something other. You're trusting in something you do, something someone says, something someone does. Anything other than the cross, the work, the righteous work of Christ at Calvary, when you move your faith from that to any work, water baptism, the words you speak, even though it be the word of God, when you move the object of your faith from the cross to anything else, the sin nature is no longer dormant. It begins to rule. You've got to remember your faith 
in Christ and what Christ accomplished at Calvary is what changed your relationship with the sin nature. The old man was crucified, made dormant, still exists. The Bible says the devil and his works were destroyed at Calvary. It's what the Bible says. Jesus made an open show of them. Colossians 2, 14 through 16. Open show of them, triumphing over them in his cross. And although the devil was destroyed, his works were destroyed, there's still a devil. Although you became dead to the sin nature, it still exists. And I don't care how popular and how many books and how many commentaries, preachers that are out there, uh, uh, how popular they are that tell you have no sin nature. Believe me, if they don't understand the difference between the word sin used as a verb and the word sin used as a noun, they're going to miss a whole lot of correct interpretation in the Bible. And the devil still exists. Peter said he goes around to and fro as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour and he can devour the people of God. God said my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You've got to learn. You've got to grow in the knowledge of Christ. Not the knowledge of some traditional uh, denominational religious psychological views. You've got to grow, the Bible says, in the knowledge of Christ and the grace of Christ that only comes through the the sacrificial work of Christ. Praise God. So watch this. Neither yield or present ye your members, your body now, as instruments, weapons of unrighteousness unto the sin nature, but yield yourselves unto God, present yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead. What's the object of faith? The cross of Christ. We died with Christ. We were buried with Christ. We were raised to newness of life with Christ, in Christ. Hallelujah. And if you back up, you'll see in verse 10, and you've got to tie all this together. You can't just wake up one day and take one verse and run with it. It's all tied together. The Lord is trying through the Apostle Paul to get us to see something. The victory that we have access to Every day, not just an, a, 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 a detour from hell and now we're going to heaven. No, victory in my life every day. Those of you that knew me years ago, you, you see the change in my life. I'm not who I used to be. I was saved for years, years, but I, I couldn't live in victory because I didn't know the truth of the cross for daily living. Most, 99% of all Christians think the cross was just to get you in the kingdom. Now it's faith in the cross. I'm justified on my way to heaven, but now I've got to work to please God. Now I've got no. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And we live by the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. Praise God. Galatians 2.20. So don't forget that. You will never live in victory over some of those things that have you bound right now until you learn this truth that you died with him, you were buried with him. When he came out of the grave, talking about Jesus, you came out with him. You were crucified with him. That means that's where God placed you because of your faith. Your faith was in Christ's death. Therefore, Romans 6, 3 says you were immersed into his death. Why? Because God saw a legitimate faith. 
The only legitimate faith he's offered men to have is in the death of his son. And some of you might be saying, well, no, the Bible is full of God's word and our faith is to be in God's word. You can't separate the two. God says all his words are in righteousness, Proverbs 8 and 8. And the cross of Christ is the only avenue by which grace comes every moment of the day. And grace is the only avenue through which righteousness comes. And God's righteousness, that's Galatians 2.21. Write it down, go look at it, you'll find it to be true. And Romans 1.16 and 17 says that the righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel from faith to faith. The righteousness of God is not revealed in anywhere except the gospel. And all God's words are in righteousness. That means everything in the Bible, preacher, has got to be preached through the blood. Not just because of the blood, but because of the blood and through the blood. The people have to see every word of God through its gospel context because that is the righteous context of God's word, Jesus Christ and Him crucified. See how simple that is. You move away from that, then you've got nothing but the letter of the law. The letter of the Spirit can only function in your life if you're seeing, hearing, receiving, keeping, holding and, and, and in the, God's Word in the only way the Holy Spirit will impart it and that is as it is in righteousness. Praise God. That is a phenomenal truth you just heard. Write it down if you missed it. Go back and listen to the broadcast again. It's been coming out here at Crossway Church and everywhere I go for the last year or so. It is phenomenal what God is revealing through the Scriptures, not men's opinions, through the Scriptures of His Son, Jesus Christ, and what He accomplished for all of humanity at Calvary. Praise God. So watch this. In verse 10, for in that he died, Christ died, he died unto sin once, but in that he lives, he lives unto God. So Jesus had to die to live unto God, and you and my faith has to be in Christ's death for us to live unto God. So let's move on now and get back to verse 13. And, and, I, and I want to show you something. In verse 14, it begins with the word for. And here at Crossway Church, we've taught, and I believe it to be very accurate and very biblical, when the word for, F-O-R, 90% of the time, if not all of the time, is at the beginning of a Bible verse, you can put the word because there. Because. So let's read verse 13, and together let's roll into verse 14 and watch what I'm talking about. Watch this now, verse 13. Neither yield or present your members as instruments or weapons of unrighteousness unto the sin nature, but yield or present yourselves unto God. Here, the only way you can, listen, it's the only way you can present yourselves unto God. Watch. As those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments, weapons of righteousness unto God. And we said it last week at the close. We're going to see it over the next two or three sessions. Nobody can serve God if they're not serving righteousness. And nobody is serving righteousness unless their faith is in that which made them a servant of righteousness, that being the gospel, the message of the cross, the truth of God's word. Let's make sure we understand you cannot separate the truth from the gospel from the righteousness of God's word. You cannot do it. 
It's absolutely impossible. If you do it, then you're out of context. And let me say something about that today. You've heard it said many times, well, that's just your interpretation. They have their interpretation. We have ours and they have theirs. And listen, there's only one context and avenue of interpretation for the Scriptures. Just one. I don't, I don't rate the right to have my own interpretation and you don't rate the right to have your own interpretation. The Holy Spirit, who is the Spirit of truth, wrote the Scriptures. He's the only one who can reveal the Scriptures. He's the only one who can apply the Scriptures. He's the only one who can empower us to, uh, to, to see the Scriptures as a lamp to our feet and a light to our path and empower us to walk in the truth that He delivers, imparts unto us. Think about that. And the context, the avenue, there's only one. Jesus said in John 5, 39 and 40, Search the scriptures in them you say you have life. You think you have life, but they are they which testify of me. They don't testify of your denomination. They don't testify of your stuff. Jesus said they testify of me, of him. But you won't come to me, he said. It, what he's saying is the scriptures are not going to help you one bit unless you come to Jesus and continue to come after Jesus which requires a denial of yourself of whatever that is that's, that's hindering you from keeping your faith in that one object that God has provided and that is faith in the death, the sacrifice, the cross of Christ, the gospel, the truth. Deny yourself, take up your cross daily, which is your faith in Christ and His cross. There's only one, and follow Him. Think about what was just said today. And you need to understand those things. The only avenue of interpretation in the Bible is that which the Holy Spirit gives. And because all God's words are in righteousness, we see they must be found where they are in righteousness. And our righteousness only comes by grace and grace only comes through the death of Jesus. Jesus is our Lord of righteousness. There is no righteousness outside of in Christ. And in Christ speaks of in His death. You better understand that today, my friends. This is all biblical. Nobody has own right... The way you know there is a correct interpretation of Scripture is because the result of it is the righteousness of Christ. Get this. Mm. Proverbs 12 and 17 says, He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness. If it is truth, my friend, in its proper context, it will reveal the righteousness of Christ that only comes through the grace of Christ and that only comes to us through His death. Not when I'm 10 years old and I got saved and I got grace and now grace is floating around. No, today, some 40 years later, if my faith is still in the death of Christ alone, then God is still working in my life because that's what grace is. And if God is working in my life, there's the fruit of God at work in my life. Praise God, that's good stuff. Hallelujah. Watch this. Now let's read verse 13. Sorry about this. 
doing it again, but I, we, we need to roll into verse 14. Verse 14 is a paramount scripture for the believer, so let's get to it. Verse 13, Neither yield or present ye your members as instruments or weapons of unrighteousness unto the sin nature. And you can. If you couldn't as a Christian, you wouldn't be told not to. So forget that false teaching about just because you're saved doesn't mean you can't go back and live in sin because you have and you can. You might not have gone back to your drugs and alcohol. Oh, but you've committed many sins since you've been saved. So hang on. But yield or present yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments or weapons of righteousness unto God. How do you do that? Reckon yourself to be dead indeed unto sin and alive unto God through Jesus Christ means through what he did at Calvary. So watch this, verse 14. Because sin shall not have dominion over you, colon, another thing we teach here at Crossway Church is the colon means get ready. God's about to specifically explain something he just said on the latter part of or the, form, the, the first part of the colon. Get ready for this. Because sin shall not have dominion over you because you are not under the law but under grace. Think about that. Sin has dominated the church and dominates it today. In almost all of Christendom today, Christianity that doesn't know this truth, and we're talking 90% above, does not know to keep their faith in the cross daily for sanctification, for all the provision of God, for all the power of God, for everything God offers. They do not know this truth. And many in the church have even heard it and rejected. it. Now that's dangerous because if we're not under grace, then we're living as though we're under law. And know this, my friend, under law, there can be no service to God. And Jesus taught something very scary but real in John 15. That if we don't allow the vine to produce in us that only takes place by grace what we need to bear fruit, the Father, Jesus taught every branch in me that bears not fruit, the Father will take out. You need to understand the danger of not knowing this truth. You need to understand the danger of not knowing how to live for God. Now granted, some people, they never lose faith in what Christ did for them at Calvary for their initial salvation. But if you don't know how to live for God, which means there are no other objects of faith. There are no other works now. It's not by the cross to get in and now we work ourselves to please God. And, and, and I mean, how many preachers out there today are telling people bound in sin, if you do these three things, God will deliver you, which is works and law. God don't save, deliver, sanctify, or do anything based on what we do, but only on what he did at Calvary, our faith in that alone. So as long as your faith is in the cross, 
God will continue to work in your life. He began that work when you believed in the sacrifice of Christ. He will continue that work as long as that's where your faith remains. Galatians 5, chapter 1 through 4, and Galatians 1, chapter 6, tell us that we can fall from grace. didn't mean we lose our soul. It means we fall from the place God is working God's grace is God at work. God's grace is not something floating around that just continues to work even without our faith. No, God didn't save you without your faith. You're saved by grace, means what Christ did for you at Calvary, through faith. And that's the way that Christianity takes place the rest of your life or you're not experiencing Christianity. And sin dominates when our faith is not in the cross. Oh, no, you may not have gone back to drugs, alcohol, or the foul mouth, but it's a sin not to have your faith in the cross alone. That's a sin. That's telling God the cross wasn't enough. The cross was enough to get me saved and in the kingdom, but now, you know, I've been told all my life if I do these three things and, and you know, I go to the bookstore, I've got this problem. I go to the bookstore and buy, oh, there's all sorts of books and online helps with these 12-step plans and two, three-step plans, five-step plans. If I'll just do these five things, God, well, that's, listen, that's back to the letter of the law. The spirit of the law is only going to take place in our life as our faith remains in Calvary. Preachers have heard this teaching and they still reject it. And here's why preachers reject it. It's always on a moral, a moral issue, not theological. They can't refute the scriptures that come forth. It's always a moral issue, a sinful issue of unbelief. And here's what's the main issue with preachers today is, and God help us, Preachers are not called to control the congregation. We're not to lord over the congregation. Our authority, our authority is from God to be a gift, to, to, to preach the one who is the gift, Jesus, to the body of Christ. And we're to preach the message, the truth, the gospel that reveals the righteousness of God so the people can believe it and then the Holy Spirit can lead and control them instead of us trying to lead and control them. <laughs> we've missed it, my friends. Don't listen. We've got to relinquish the control and give it to the Lord over our ministries and everything. And that's why some preachers won't start preaching this message. Well, if I just, listen, if I start preaching that and leave it up to the people... Well, it's up to them anyway. It's up to them anyway. It's up to each individual, praise God. We're about out of time, but I want to say something else in verse 14. Because sin shall not have dominion over you. Why? Because you're not under the law, but under grace. And again, Galatians teaches, Paul wrote to the Galatian church and said, you've fallen from grace because you've moved your faith from what Christ did for you. Read it in Galatians chapter 3 also and 5. You've fallen from grace. You've fallen now from the place God is at work back to the place where the sin nature dominates you. And when you read verse 14, know this. Because the sin nature shall not have dominion over you because you're not under the law but under grace. Don't forget the noun and the verb for the word sin. In verse 14, it's the sin nature. He's been made dormant. Put aside your relationship with that old man. has changed. He was crucified, but he still exists. 
Don't go back under the doing and the don't doing of the tasting and all the ordinances and things that men bring in. Keep your faith in Christ and His cross, His death. That's the gospel. That's the truth. It's the only avenue through which God brings grace and grace is the only avenue which God brings righteousness. And He's looking for your righteous fruit today. For that alone represents Christ. Praise God. I love you. God bless you. Don't forget to go to the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, and donate. Help us do what we do here at thecrosswaychurch.com. That's where you'll donate for any of these series that we have. We have many more. And until next time, God bless you. I'll see you next time. And until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. Praise God.